Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. Downtown Nashville gangs a popular Nashville restaurant staple. And as we begin to speculate what the holidays may look like in Nashville, one act returns to the stage that will continue the Nashville traditions. Plus, how one act in 1829 has brought about centuries worth of history in West Nashville. We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. Does this warm weather in October bring about any memories for you? Uh, it brings back a lot of memories. <laughs> um, I don't know if I understand the context of the question. Like your, your wedding day? Yeah. When it was October? And, and it, it was, was like 91. And it was 90s? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we had the air conditioning inside of that room, like at like 65, and everyone was like complaining because it was like super hot outside <laughs> and then super, super like cold inside. Yeah. But, hey, my wife was comfortable, so that's all that mattered. <laughs> it was, uh, like, Sunday was just Dude, it was crazy. Hot. Well, even Saturday was warm, too. I uh, I did a tour outside for, like, an hour, like, in different parts of Tennessee or, or of Nashville. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I haven't sweated this much in, like, <laughs> at least four weeks. Yeah. Second summer <laughs> came a little bit later than we thought. Yeah. But unfortunately. It's here. It's it made here. it. It's here for probably the next week. But then on Saturday, it's looking like it's going to be in its 60s. And I'm like, oh, yes, sir. Yes. I'm here for that. Uh, what I'm also here for is the expansion of a popular Nashville restaurant. Not its only expansion. Uh, but expansion into downtown Nashville. That restaurant is Pancake Pantry. Uh, Tell me more, Aaron. So more. one of their other expansions is uh, down into the, the uh, I believe, the Gatlinburg area. Yeah. Uh, but Pancake Pantry, it's one of those places where I honestly, uh, obviously, Pancake Pantry, if you, if you don't know who they are, uh, they serve some of probably the best pancakes and the best pancake experience that you can have in this city, if not uh, elsewhere and outside. Uh, Pancake Pantry is notorious. Uh, they've been open for over 50 years. They're notorious for their long lines for the breakfast. Uh, so people, they, they'll have, you know, 25, 50, 100 people in line uh, just to eat there uh, on probably a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, or it's, a, it's, a daily basis. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, a lot of locals, I feel like, are very split on this because there are the locals who are Anything that's popular is it, it, they'll just crap on. No, no, no. And uh, but Pancake Pantry, you know, is absolutely incredible. It I've, really is a great restaurant. There, there's not many restaurants in town. Uh, the last time I went to Pancake Pantry, uh, first off, you have to get the chocolate sim pancakes. It's just this <laughs> stack of pancakes with chocolate on top and chocolate in the middle and chocolate on the bottom, and you're just like, this is incredible. But all their other breakfast items I've had are fantastic as well. But the thing is, is I've never seen a restaurant where a woman has worked there as long as they have been opened. And that says a lot because uh, there is one person there. I believe they're actually around 60 years old. There is one person yeah, was there that was say, there for about it, they've 54 been there for a while. years yeah. working at the same location, working the same schedule for 54 years, which you don't hear that about any type of job. 
No. Yeah. So it's a, it's a great experience, uh, but they are moving into downtown Nashville and this is actually going to be really interesting for them because they're moving inside of a hotel. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just one of those things where you have to make do with what downtown is becoming. Uh, if that's, if that means you're in the bottom of a hotel, that means you're in the bottom of a hotel. Uh, location is probably going to be the, the best part of this. Oh yeah. If you can't, sir, I'm actually not familiar with this street name. Can you pull this up? Yeah, yeah. Let's see if we can find this. Uh, uh, Malloy Street is what it looks like. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's I know where downtown. Hyatt Centric is, uh, but I want to see kind of like, is that that little street between second and third? Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, uh, so I, I, mean, I think it's a very popular place, place, and I think it will do very well. So it's kind of like you have to pick the location over the uh, what it's underneath because yes. pretty much everything's going to be underneath something eventually here in Nashville. And that's the case for everything. So yeah. I just pulled it up. So this is going to be, I believe it's going to be right on the bottom floor. Uh, there's a f- few good restaurants oh, that we've or that we've talked about here on the podcast. We have not been to personally yet uh, that have opened recently. But I think this is a really good place for downtown Nashville. It's, it's Sobro is such a good place for uh, food. That's a yeah. great food scene area right it really there. Is. It's really interesting because this whole big thing is a huge parking lot, and it's going to be under development in the next year or two. It has to. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what, like, what the construction does and if it's really going to block off these restaurants found in this hotel. But this is the <laughs> Hyatt-centric downtown Nashville. Uh, they just opened, I believe, at the beginning of August. And so there's still a relatively new restaurant in Nashville yeah. or a new hotel in Nashville with a new restaurant coming into this place. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's going to be fantastic. Um, I would take up this opportunity whenever they open. Uh, definitely don't be the first people to go inside of there because the long lines will extend to downtown as well for the, sure. The secret about Pancake Pantry. This is the, this is the insider secret. You're about to get it right here on this podcast. Drumroll, please. Whenever they open, be there before they open. And then you don't have to wait in line. Yeah. It's great. Literally, I, every single time I've gone to Pancake Pantry, it's I've pr- gone. That's, that's I believe pretty they, early. I believe they open at 7 o'clock. I've been there at like 6.55, and I was the first person seated. That's the secret to going to Pancake Pantry. Yeah, usually kind of a, uh, a semi-early breakfast time. If you get there like 7, 30, 8, 9, uh, you're gonna 10, you, you're going to be waiting. So if you get yep. there before, if you get there midday, you know, you're going to have a little bit better luck. Same thing that. with Loveless Cafe, but we learned the hard way about a month ago that they changed their hours from 7 p.m. to 8 a.m. That was that was so disappointing. It was so disappointing because the line <laughs> was absolutely insane. All right. Um, Speaking all right. of insane lines. Speaking of <laughs> insane lines. Um, so one of the uh, the things that Nashville does actually pretty well uh, in in a few regards is celebrating Christmas. Uh, Nashville is, it does a lot of of holiday uh, specials. There are a lot of holiday traditions. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, 2020 pretty much wrecked all of that. Yes. Uh, but, you know, this is a good sign that a lot of the holiday traditions that Nashvillians are used to uh, are, are, you know, probably hopefully continuing the, uh, the traditions from uh, things that were prior to 2020. Uh, this one actually did run through 2020 i believe i can't remember i believe it i I believe it did uh but they did very like socially distanced type experience this one's probably going to be your your full type experience like they've had in the past yeah so it's it's uh, a a country christmas is returning to uh nashville's uh gaylord opryland with the oak ridge boys that definitely happened last year because we walked through yeah yeah we did we walked through it yeah 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 I, uh, i remember that um 
So the Oak Ridge Boys returning, uh, a good Nashville tradition, the Oak Ridge, Oak Ridge Boys and Gaylord Christmas. Those are two big kind of staples there. Uh, so this is coming from Fox 17 reporting on this, that a country Christmas is uh, returning for the holiday season beginning November 12th through January 2nd. I love that's early. how long of a time span that is. It seems like it's progressively getting earlier, like a day every <laughs> like single the Black year. Friday deals. Yeah, and so yeah. I think like in like five years from now, we're going to say, "Oh, November first is when yeah, country yeah, Christmas right after starts. right after Halloween." Uh, so this year will also mark the return of a thirty-one show residency by the Oak Ridge Boys for the Christmas in Tennessee dinner show, where they will play Christmas classics and some of their hits. In addition to the three million holiday lights on the sprawling campus, oh, there are, uh, and I'll, we'll go to you have it up on your computer. This will show you a little bit of. Uh, what they have here. But in addition to the 3 million holiday lights on the sprawling campus activities uh, and events associated with the country Christmas, Gaylord has teamed up with Warner brothers for an interactive experience called mission save Christmas featuring elf. Oh yeah. Uh, This looks amazing. Uh, So Christmas is in trouble and Santa needs your help for the first time. This Christmas journey into buddy, the elf's world to help save the holiday in an all new multi-century experience team up with mr norwall and friends in the candy cane forest <laughs> stay ahead of the uh toy quota in the north pole prepare for santa's arrival at the iconic department store and take part in the epic virtual snowball fight in central park i love how they can kind of take the sets of these things and kind of make it feel like you're in some of these sets yeah, yeah. now we'll see how much it's executed but i think they'll do pretty well yeah um last year last year uh we went we went to the christmas attraction last year yeah and it was the different sets from all of the different movies it was not my favorite christmas right. experience I, at I, the opry but it, it, to be fair i think everybody probably gets a 2020 pass that's true that, that's, <laughs> that's that's very true uh the thing i'm really excited about i don't know how they're going to do a virtual snowball fight but do you just like make a fist it, and you're like ooh? i wonder if it's like uh virtual snowballs. golfing so you can like hit the golf ball. It measures how fast you hit it. And it's like goes onto a virtual green. That'd be interesting. So maybe, you maybe that like that ball, 10 miles an hour. Yeah. You suck. Um, also Fox is reporting that other experiences will make that, that are making a return ice tubing, ice skating, skating lessons, ice bumper cars, which I, I saw that last time. It's oh, pretty dude. interesting. It looks so much fun. Uh, carriage rides, photos with Santa, build a bear workshops and more. The Oak Ridge boys dinner show starts on November 24th. And the Elf experience starts November nineteenth. Huh? Uh, so you can purchase individual tickets on the uh, the Fox uh, News has a link, and of course we have a link in our show notes to the article and to uh, to Gaylord's website. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad that there's a long period of time that Nashvilleians and visitors can uh, go and enjoy that. Yeah, especially the one of the best nights to go to see the Christmas lights is like a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. You're not having all of the t- crowds that you would have at the mall and at the Opry and everything. And so that's a really good insider's tip as well. So for where we've eaten locally, Stuart, I literally don't want to talk about anywhere we've eaten locally because we w- I want to talk about what's coming near us where we are going to eat locally Dude. very soon and very often. I got this information this morning uh, and my wife's like, hey, did you know that this is happening here? And I'm like, no. So how did so what? so I, I found out because I drove by it. How did yeah. you find out without driving by it? Uh, Amanda, my wife, told me she's like, hey, this is this is coming to this location. And I'm like, 
Do you remember that time we were eating there that one <laughs> night and this kid was running in and out of this kitchen of this old restaurant and it was just a really awful experience? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I don't think we'll ever have that experience ever again because of this new concept, not new concept, this new restaurant coming into this space. And this is Oscar's Taco Shop. Yeah. there. So Oscar's Taco Shop, obviously they have plenty of places around Nashville and started oh, yeah. in Nashville. Yes. Um, but uh, Oscar's is... Uh, moving into the old Wendy's on the intersection of Elm Hill Pike and Fessler's. Yes. And it's it's going to be absolutely incredible. It's on our way. It's on my way to the office or to our studio. Uh uh, And it's very close to where we are. So it's actually, we're we're very, very excited about it. But uh, if you've not had Oscar's Taco Shop before, um, it's one of those places where, you know, when you're deciding, you know, what do I want to eat today? It's one of those places you can absolutely never go wrong with. You'll get a bunch of cravings for because of the the kind of uh, Mexicali food that they have, the burritos, the tacos, everything they do is just uh, I, I, I hate I hate using the word perfection because that puts such a high standard on everything. But it's it's pretty close. It's the only restaurant. <laughs> I would say I would, I, I, we've been honest about this. It's the only restaurant I think you and I have both gone to at least 150 times. I, I was about to say it may not be that high for me, but it's definitely that high for me. It's uh, you know, uh, I I would not want to count. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I I really <laughs> I should look at my bank statement over the last like two years. Just control years. control F search for <laughs> for Oscars, Oscars and it's going to be like you have five thousand transactions. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, okay. It's worth every single time. <laughs> uh, yes, but yes, the is. thing I'm most excited about, Aaron, is the days that you and I have really long days here in the studio. We can run down there, get some breakfast tacos or breakfast burritos, and then come back. Oh, my gosh. And we're satisfied with our cravings. Oh, my gosh. Food it's going to be terrible day. for us in a good way. Yeah. In, in the best way. All right. Done talking about Oscars. Oscars, we love you. We're glad you're, you're coming in close to the studio. All right. Let's head over to Explorers Nashville Tip of the Day. For Explorers Nashville tip of the day, it's a great day to head down to Franklin, Tennessee and have some BB's Barbecue, which Mm. is one of the best barbecue restaurants or food shacks found in Middle Tennessee. One of my favorite things at BB's Barbecue is their turkey sandwich with their white Alabama sauce. It is perfection. And then another really good thing at BB's Barbecue is their baked potatoes. And Aaron, I know you've never had one of their baked potatoes. No. But they're like this (laughs) big. They're like the size of my head. They must be like driving up to Idaho and getting those award-winning potatoes, bringing, potatoes. Them, bringing them back down to Nashville. Yeah. But putting their brisket inside of one of their big potatoes Ooh. is fantastic, man. Now I know why we uh, uh, don't do episodes while we're hungry. It's awful. <laughs> I, I am so hungry. I right feel now. really bad for anybody. Uh, yeah. If you're listening in the morning and you have not had your breakfast, like we probably are contributing to the people who forgot to eat breakfast. And they're yeah. like, I hate my life right now yeah. because I forgot to eat breakfast. And now, now I'm going to Oscars on the way to work. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> they have conveniently like 11 or 12 locations throughout middle Tennessee. So you can, you can, yeah. Uh, but yeah, BB's barbecue down in Franklin, uh, Stuart, you showed me this, uh, shortly after we began our YouTube channel, uh, and it's absolutely incredible. The reason I don't get the baked potatoes because I go in and literally just get a bucket of or like a pound of brisket. Yeah, because it's so so good. So uh, it, it's an incredible place. It's not a sit down. You drive through. You take it with you. 
Um, uh, but we eat it as fast as we can because the experience is, is so good there. I would not recommend eating their barbecue while driving because it's messy. <laughs> there's a little park near there. There's a couple uh, picnic tables at location, but there's no inside dining. Yeah, there you go. All right, BB's Barbecue down in Franklin. That is Explorers Nashville tip of the day. Today's episode of Nashville Daily is brought to you by Screen Threads. If you're looking for Nashville-themed merchandise, look no further. Our listeners can use the code Nashville Daily to get 10% off their next online order and person visit. You can find them inside of Marathon Village or head to ScreenThreads.com. All right. Uh, today, we're starting a small little mini-series on somewhere in Nashville that gets driven by fairly often. Uh, but is nonetheless probably overlooked yes. and has uh, it has some uh, really some interesting stories. Uh, if you didn't know, our background is different today on our podcast. Stuart, what is the subject of this this series that we're going to be getting into? Yeah, so we uh, I really I've been looking for like ghost stories and different things throughout Nashville. And naturally, it's Halloween time. It's Halloween time. And we've been talking about all that stuff for the last month. And every time I do that, there's always photos of this historic building that pop up behind me. Mm. And this is the Tennessee State Prison that's located in West Nashville, uh, right off of Briley Parkway. And Stuart, before we go any further, like, let's just give some room for this photo. This is your photo right here. And it looks like a fairy tale castle. It does. It does. <laughs> but it's in it's a, a prison, and uh, there was a lot of people executed there. There's a lot no of fairy tales happened there. There was a lot of riots that happened there. There was a lot of controversy that happened there. Uh, a few people died from diseases. Uh, just a lot of deep controversy happened with this prison. Uh, but we have to we have to step back in time to truly get an understanding of this place. How far do we have to go back to start the story of this place? Almost. 200 years oh god almost okay uh so i'm ready so just to give the context the state of tennessee became the 16th state in 1796 and they started proposing these prison type systems around the 1810 1812 around that type of era and on a state level not on a state level more on like a county type jail level okay and then in around 1815 or so the governors of the state of Tennessee, they all proposed implementing some type of state prison system. Hmm. And it, this th- this was a failed attempt a couple times in 1815 and 1821. These governors failed at this act. But we, we fast forward a little bit to 1829. And on hmm. October 5th of 1829, message to the state uh, Congress, Governor William Carroll recommends an overhaul of the state criminal code and the constitution of the state penitentiary. Uh, the Congress then compiles a state-funded act to provide a for building a public jail and penitentiary house in the state. So this is the first act of the state of Tennessee basically saying, hey, we're going to allow funding to this. We're going to give nearly $25,000 at this time to build a state penitentiary. So it looks like here from, uh, according to Tennessee and Encyclopedia, uh, work began April of 1830. On January 1st, 1831, the first prisoners arrived. The penitentiary can uh, the penitentiary contained 200 prison cells, a storehouse, a hospital, yep. and living quarters for the warden. So the first prisoner to arrive was a man named George W. Cook. He was 21 years old from Jackson, Tennessee. 
and he arrived and, and served a two-year sentence for stabbing. This was in 1831. Oh. But we have, to, we have to look at where these prisons were made. Uh, it's a very strategic location because at, at this point in the 1830s, Nashville became, was the capital of the state of Tennessee. So it just makes sense that if they're coming to the state of Tennessee capital, uh, that they would also be imprisoned here if they were doing the courthouses and stuff here in, uh, in Tennessee or like the Supreme Court of Tennessee was found in Nashville. Right. So one of the first prisons found within Davidson County was actually built on Church Street about a mile away uh, from where uh, the courthouse was in the 1830s. Okay. Uh, but what ended up happening during this 50-year period or so before the next penitentiary was built. So, so this the original funding went towards this Church Street location. Yes, correct. Okay. For about $25,000. And then uh, the first female that was imprisoned at this or convicted to crime to this penitentiary was in 1840. This is really fascinating. In 1847, an eight-year-old boy is sentenced to life in prison for a later deemed accidental murder of his four-year-old sister. The boy receives a pardon after years of abuse in the prison. Uh, huh. In 1850, when he was 11 years old, available. Uh, so, but all of the records looking at this little boy, he was the youngest person that was convicted uh, to an adult penitentiary. And this was during the time when it was on Church, Church Street. Street. Yes. So what was the transition that uh, the, that they said, okay, this location on Church Street is not good enough or big enough, and we need to build a castle? <laughs> yeah, so uh, what ended up happening is uh, you have the Civil War. The Union Army commandeered this prison and made it a prisoner of war prison for a while. Okay. Uh, and then you have this huge period of controversy from the seventies to basically 1870s to the 1900s. Okay. And this controversy was forced labor and all of these really interesting things yeah. that we're going to get to in the future. Uh, but the big transition was in 1898. This is where they transitioned to the prison that was or, or is located in West Nashville it stopped uh, use in 1992. So from 1880 or 1898 to 1992, this prison was basically basically functional. But what they did with the old prison from Church Street is they demolished that that location. Okay. And then they actually relocated some of those sites to connect to this new penitentiary located in West Nashville. Wow. And the reason for that is the prison downtown was overcrowded. Okay. Lots of spread of disease. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to give it a little insight. So when they opened the new state penitentiary, the state prison, this, this castle, this castle right behind us, uh, the new state prison opens to receive prisoners in 1898. Located on 1,200 acres of the land of the Crockerell Bend area of Davidson County, the new prison is designed with 800 single occupancy uh, cells. Wow. However, on opening day, 1,403 prisoners Whoa, are admitted to the prison, creating immediate overcrowding. Whoa. Yes. You would think the math would work out on that day. Hey, first day. <laughs> we should have enough. First day, we're going to make sure 800 rooms, 800 people. Yep. And so, so the, the, no, here's 1,400 people. Yep. Uh, and then overcrowding will be a problem for this penitentiary throughout the century. And it got so bad at points uh, that these single cell rooms, some of them became double cell rooms. Oh, I'm sure. And they're, they, they're, they're fitting two people into a space that was only fit for one person. Yeah. Wow. It, it got really, really bad. There was spread of disease numerous times throughout mm -hmm. this facility. Uh, they ended up making the women's prison there too on property. They had a wooden fence that blocked the male prison from the female prison. And there was a bunch of riots in 1902. 
Uh, we we go down a little bit. Sixteen inmates successfully dynamited a hole in the outer wall of the prison housing unit and escaped, which is insane to think about. Uh, let's give a little bit of historic uh, context to the look of this place, because obviously this is actually what it looks like. Because you yes. know you captured that photo, so it actually does look like that. Yes. Uh, but what this did is it... before the tornado of March third, okay, of twenty twenty. Okay. Uh, so what did it did it look like? Back then, yeah. So it uh, in the 1830s, it was built after or remodeled after a prison found in Auburn, New York. Wow, uh, which had that type of castle type feel yeah. in the beginning. Interesting, and um, that's where it was basically modeled after. And uh, we have some photos. We do have some photos. So let's check out the photos. It gives you a good, uh, good bit of context for uh, what this place would have looked like, or I mean, looked like. Not now, back then. Yeah, so I don't know when the date of this photo was, but there's the castle-looking structure where my little mouse is. And uh, let's just go through some of these photos. This photo is very fascinating to me. And you guys need to look at the photo to see why it's fascinating. Uh, but it's really interesting because this was all of the male prison, and I believe that was probably the, the warden in the photo. I was about to say, it, this, it kind of looks like a chapel. Yes, I think so. I'm not really sure. There's there's a photo of the Last Supper over here in the corner. <laughs> there's a photo of Jesus. Yes, the and religious a bunch paintings of and the uh, the person standing up front looking like they're preaching kind of gives off that that vibe. Yes. All right. So now we're uh, this is the p- prison block. So this is a great example of the prison block at the Tennessee State Penitentiary. So the person standing there, then the prison blocks, and all of those were like the single occupancy use stuff, and then they made a lot of those a double thing. So this looks like Johnny Cash was performing there at some point. I believe that's Johnny Cash, almost like 95% sure. And that's June Carter. So that's definitely Johnny Cash and June Carter. So they performed at one point there. Loretta Lynn, she performed there at the Tennessee State Prison. And then these photos are very fascinating. So these photos were taken in 1933. Wow. Which is crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely wild. That's very cool looking. It's good to know that other people had the, the issues that we do now with photography and getting power lines in your yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's good to know that that never that this uh, photo was we great. weren't the first. 1933. Yeah, that wow. was taking on like an actual film camera. In yeah, 1933. that looks gorgeous. Yeah. So this is the Tennessee State Penitentiary. Uh, there is a lot of deep history to all of this. Uh, the most fascinating thing. Let me pull this up real quick. Uh, the riots. Uh, but then also the amount of executions. So there, the state of Tennessee has executed 125 people. And before the 1900s, before uh, the state of Tennessee made it a law where it has to be a private execution. Right. Executions used to be a public thing here at the Tennessee State Prison. Interesting. Especially the one on Church Street. And there was articles and documents in the Tennessee Encyclopedia and other sources with the state of Tennessee, the Tennessee Secretary of the State, all these other sources of people going to the execution to watch people be executed. And there was one reported execution where 11,000 people showed up and the parents were writing school teachers that day. They wanted to see, they use the execution as educational purposes. So they took them out of school to go see this execution, which is crazy to think about. But one of the most fascinating <laughs> facts about this. So in 19, or 1913, the General Assembly of the state of Tennessee approved um, executions by electric chair. And the first execution on the electric chair happened in, on July 13th of 1916. And we have a photo of the electric chair. 
Wow. That looks like uh it looks like the interviews for the I'm second videos. <laughs> uh, kind but of, it's, but it's not. It's an yeah. electric chair. So that, that's the electric chair, <laughs> and right above it is a vent. And so, when the electricity would get into the body, the body would start to smell, and so all that smoke and smell would go up through that vent. Whew. Yeah. Uh, so this is the most fascinating thing at the prison. Uh, we have a ton of links about the stories and everything else. Uh, what kind of questions do you have about this prison, Aaron? Well, I was about to say, I, I think we'll have to save it for a part two because there's there's a lot. I mean, even a part two and a part three because I there, there are so many stories that have come out of this. And, and the, the coolest thing is you can actually still drive by and see this place right yes, now. You can see the castle. Uh, it's in West Nashville. It's by an Oscars taco shop, funny enough. Uh, so we'll get in a little bit more to uh, what it's being used for today on tomorrow's episode. See you then. Thanks for listening to Nashville Daily. You can check us out over on Instagram at xplr.nash as well as our YouTube channel, xplr.nash. For Nashville merch, we have you covered as well. Find that at xplr.life. You can also text us at 615-392-1358. And for more exclusive content, head over to nashvilledailypodcast.com. Nashville Daily is produced right here in the great city of Nashville. So if you like what we're doing, please give this podcast a five-star rating and share it with your friends.